Firewebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Good evening and welcome to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern and we talk about guns for about an hour. Drinking a kombucha this morning or this evening. Oh, I've got take ups. So uh, each night, all right, now I got the bad take ups really bad. Each night we talk about guns and each night we have a different topic. Well, these are some bad kickups. And then on Tuesdays, we talk about the Second Amendment. And I guess have the hiccups really bad. Is this stuff supposed to give you hiccups really bad? This is the uh, pomegranate lemonade flavored. All right. We go live at midnight because we value the people that reset the planet, that do everything overnight, that everybody takes for, for granted. And at some point, we'd like to go live all night, uh, kind of like our bell used to do. Only instead of talking about werewolves and aliens and whatnot, we'd be talking about Second Amendment and gun shops and museums and some other things like that. Maybe gun collections. DJ is saying done a lot of live shows today. We did two. This will be the third. All right. So uh, on Tuesdays on this show, we take a look at two-way. And the way that we do that traditionally is by grabbing this book here which is the 50 states of 2A. This is uh, attempt to print out one of the projects that we worked on called the, uh, I guess I knew where it was, the Minuteman University Project. We had Charles Heller on yesterday. I was sitting in Charles Heller's living room talking about what the uh, Arizona Citizens Defense League might do to be more effective as an organization with the skills and tools that we could offer as internet people. Well, at least people in that room were me, Charles, and another guy, were internet people. And uh, I said, what about education? What about if we came up with some way of informing people how to be activists and had a lot of the information that we had over on you, uh, Every Second Matters available to people at their fingertips? And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. And then it sat around for a little while, and I got sick of it sitting around, and I said, well, you know what? Easy CDL isn't going to use it. I'm going to do it. I already had already bought the domain and a couple others and uh, started to work on MinutemanUniversity.com, and that was the goal. Minuteman being the citizen soldier who, when needed, when necessary, comes to the aid of his community or his state 
and uh, university meaning a place to learn, right? A, a shared accumulation of knowledge. So Minuteman University is skills and resources for Second Amendment activists and advocates. So uh, the goal there was to put together resources that an activist could use and well, it's in a website, so it's great and everything, but does that mean it's at everybody's fingertips? Not necessarily. Being a book isn't necessarily the best way to do it, but it's possible people put together things into a book. So that was the goal, was to take some of the information from that Minuteman University project and put it into a book. So how do you do it? One way to do it was geographically. So each state gets a different page. And if you notice, if you have a keen eye, you'll notice that this one's all wrong. Something's wrong with this book. And that is that I printed it poorly, so it's all kind of backwards and upside down. So I use this one as the example book. If you buy one off of the store, it actually is in the right order. But making uh, silver linings out of storm clouds or whatever's going on here. And we use this book for this Tuesday show so that I can wear out a bad copy instead of using a good one. I don't know if that was the best idea to, uh, I don't think the idea was fine. I don't know if it was the best execution of the idea to get everything into a small book like this. It was probably not such a good idea on a state like California, completely full page here. The state next to it, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, they make cheese, but what do they do for the second amendment? Only about half as much stuff according to how much stuff I put on this page than California. Well, today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be talking about the state of California. Let's see how many people that follow this show are from California. Well, spoiler alert, a majority of the people that follow this channel are from California, I think. Why? I don't know, because I don't be mean to them, I guess. Often, everybody gets mean to people from California. It's, you can't help it. But we do it less often than other people who are mean to California on a regular basis. Some people seem to really enjoy being mean to California. I like California. It's all right. And uh, I go over there once in a while. A rare misprint, very collectible. At one point it was, but then my, uh, my very rare vintage staple started to give way and the middle pages started to fall out. So now it's, now it's a tattered remnant of what it used to be. But I hear you. Alan Anker is out there, friend of the channel and project partner with the uh, new Patch Friday projects that are coming up. Uh, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. I'm here to represent the Golden State right on. All right, so I'm not going to be able to do California justice right off the bat. 40 million people in that state. From research we've done, that's more people than the continent of uh, what's that place called? Uh, Australia. Entire continent of people, less people than California. So there's a lot of people in California. 40 million of them, something like 300 million people in this country. So they're a good chunk of that. And 7 million of them are gun owners. Some interesting stuff that isn't on this that I've heard recently because of the current challenges to the California assault weapons ban, or no, current challenges to the roster in California. Um, 
since Glock can only sell California Gen 3s because of their weird situation that they created on themselves, um, they are the number one buyer of Glock Gen 3s and a bunch of interesting stuff like that. Like Glock wouldn't even be making Gen 3s except California needs them. What keeps making that noise? Um, so there's lots of stuff about California, and I am not going to have it all in here. I keep wiggling this back and forth trying to get it into focus. So I'm just going to rub my robot eye a little bit, trying to get this thing so where it'll stay in focus. There we go, at a point that's not so far away. All right, so here's the first off. Everybody gets pissed because I wiggle this thing around. I'm just doing this, and it's like 9 o'clock at night here. It's midnight for other people. Uh, I'm not all about the production value. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about the authenticity and the uh, focus. So if you can't handle the moving around to this, I suggest you close your eyes. Enjoy the sound, the sonic version of the show. And if you can handle the wiggling, feel free. There's only nine states in our country. We have a country with 50 of them, 57 according to some presidents. 50 states, only nine of those 50 have no Second Amendment in their state-level constitution. California is one of the states that almost seems to be proud that they have no state-level Second Amendment. Don't be disgusted. Pity them. So then we have uh, the first thing that we start off with. September 9th, 9th 1850, California was our 31st state. They got a picture of a bear walking around, which I don't know where they get off having a bear on their flag. And then there's a red thing at the bottom. And their state sort of looks like a 30-round magazine. I think some people have uh, alluded to that in pop culture. Uh, some of the stuff we look at at the top of the page is normally more consistent with the other states. We look at the state's uh, version of the Second Amendment and the state constitution. All but nine states have one. California doesn't. Uh, we take the state shape and we put the flag in it and put it up here so that uh, we can kind of keep that going as a feature of the page and then uh, or an element on the page. And then we talk about what order they came into the union. So California wasn't like first on board or nothing, uh, but uh, they certainly are unique. Open carry is legal in some counties with a little asterisk and... I don't know where I meant to put that little asterisk. So there you go. There's an asterisk there for some reason. Um, or they have concealed carry, 92,000 permits issued. That seems like a lot until you think about 7 million gun owners in California. Even if they don't all choose to carry, you know, it's just not a lot. So what I'm looking for is on uh, some of these pages, uh, there are some additional pieces of info and I'm looking for this one which is a chart of the number of CCWs per state and even though California has 7 million gun owners they're down here relatively low on the list with 92,000 concealed carry permits less than Kansas less than South Dakota less than Idaho less than West Virginia half as many is Arkansas, almost a third of what Illinois has. Connecticut has quite a few more than California. Uh, 
South Carolina. Come on. Uh, Wisconsin. What? Wisconsin has three and a half times as many concealed carry permits as California. I don't think there's 7 million gun owners in Wisconsin. Although I have heard stuff like there's as many uh, hunters in Wisconsin or Minnesota as there are like military in some countries, but I just don't think that's, uh, I think we could question that a little bit. Um, let's see. There was a picture of California made into a 30 round mag in the official magazine of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Really? Interesting. Um, I think he's talking about the gold that uh, California had in it. Uh, Smoke is saying, when I think of Glock in California, I think of Lenny McGill. That's the uh, Glock store. And uh, the videos from that kind of day when I think of Lenny. If it wasn't for California politics, I'd live there full time. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the politics are a factor of the people. So there's a lot of weird people in California. Let's not act like the politicians came and stole California from anybody. People in California are a little different, and at least a chunk of them, and they like living there. And they decided, you know what? I'm this way. I'm going to go to California and live. Not everybody. Some people were minding their business, and that happened around them, I'm sure. But there's a whole bunch of people that are like, you know what? People like me live in California. That's where I'm going. And I only know that because I know a couple of people that were weird, and they were like, I'm moving to California because that's where weird people go. But well, let's hear it. All right. So then uh, let's see. We got Cal constitutional care, or we have, excuse me, constitutional carry. I don't mean to upset anybody. We had, con we had concealed carry there with 92,000 permits. And it is what it is. So, you know, 92,000 permits for a country, a state with 7 million gun owners. Constitutional carry? I like to think it's not out of the question. And I'll talk about that because I'm not. Um, I think it takes a city to change. And I don't think that takes a city to change who they're voting for. I think that a Democrat could easily say, I'm going to do something different than what's been done and I'm going to reach across with these uh, gun owners that are on our side and we're going to change the way we are mean to gun owners or whatever. And uh, I could see a, ch a state changing, a city changing, and then other cities taking that lead. Uh, for example, the end of gun uh, free zones and allowing individuals to protect themselves from the criminals. Criminals figure out there's a lethal consequence for their actions. They decide not to do those actions. Crime rates go down. People get happier business because it come back. People say, oh, you know what? It was as simple as just not having bad policies. And then other states will emulate that, put their flavor on it, you know, label it the way they want to have it labeled. And I think we could see some change. And I think that we could see constitutional carry, which is in existence in 25 of the 50 states in a matter of years that's unprecedented as far as activism goes. I like to think that constitutional carry in California is within possibility. So you know what? I'm going to go over to the YouTube. I'm allowed to do this right in the middle of the show like this. I know a lot of other people don't even bother with polls. They can't be bothered to go over to YouTube and click on the poll button or nothing. We'll do it often more than once in a show. Oops. Can't super chat myself. How about I click the right button? Okay. 
can, let's see, is constitutional carry California a possibility? Holy crap, I spelled all that right. Yes, soon. Um, yes, maybe. Not likely or for all the government agents that are getting paid over time to watch this. So if you don't want to participate, instead of just being a quiet, you can click on that. All right, so we have a poll going now. And if you'd like, I have made arrangements with YouTube. The poll is free. I know a lot of other people put a poll up and it costs like a nickel or 25 cents to put your vote in the poll. We don't play that games. For us, it's free. You can vote there as soon as you want. For as many times as you want, as long as you got a YouTube channel to click on it. There's Mike and Bob. Back in 2016, I was like, why would I want to do a podcast? And then Biker Bob drove down from Canada, and he's like, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, all right. I'm still sitting here doing this podcast. Um, so we got people voting. It's literally off the hook, the voting over there. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, potentially controversial poll. Is constitutional carry a, in California a possibility? I don't want to scare anybody, but here's the poll happening right here in real time. You could, and perhaps you can even see yourself as you vote. We now have a four-way tie. What? Yeah, that's happening. So somebody want to vote? Want to see yourself vote? Is, and somebody might actually vote on the screen, but they are they ever going to take a webcam and aim it at their two screens and then have two different screens kaleidoscope in different ways? No, nobody bothers with weird shit like that on their channels. Come on. So uh, we'll let that poll cook as we dig into the rest of this. Constitutional carry. Not yet. See, I even put in there. N-A dot 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 yet. Um, suppressors for hunting. No. Still prohibited. It's illegal in California. State firearm. Nope. What would the state firearm of California be? Question mark. It's a good question. A lot of potentials for that. How many guns were created or invented in California? Come on, man. You know what guns are, cal are invented in California? I didn't put that on here, but I should have. The boats are off the hook. They're going nuts over there. I'm, I should have started. I'm going to start charging a quarter next time. I need to make that kind of money. There's no way I can, I'm leaving that kind of money on the table next time. All right. Down this side of the thing, we have the organizations. We have a museum or two down here. We've got some individuals, some inventors, and then we've got some industry. There's a lot in California, and I'll apologize up front for all the stuff I'm going to miss. I have personal preferences, museums, AKs, uh, Ring of Fire, and other things, tiny little guns, weird guns. So I got my preferences, but, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in California. All right, let's start off with gunsmithing schools, part of our infrastructure, part of how we gather and archive our information on how our stuff works and then offer that to the next generation. And some of the longest 
uh, traditions of gunsmithing go back to California. So we got that Lassen, Lassen, Lassen Community College, the oldest gunsmithing school in the United States. Yep, 1945 in Susanville. And then we have the American Gunsmithing Institute started in 1993 in Napa. So that's an interesting, a really interesting story. I was doing research on a different publication that I was working on and wanted to include as much as I could about the firearms industry. And I wanted to include gunsmithing schools there. Did a bit of research on gunsmithing schools for that. And AGI is a, there's the videos. They did uh, VHS tapes and then DVDs for a long time. And you would go to a gun shop or you'd go online and you'd get these DVDs and they would offer instruction. And then you could uh, take like a really extensive course from them uh, that was video. And I thought always that that was just somebody in California who had time on their hands and maybe knew a production studio and just sat there and set a bunch of stuff in front of the video. Turns out it's one of the most, one of the most accomplished and respected gunsmiths around who'd been around for a long time and knew that he was not going to be around forever, decided to start archiving some of that knowledge so that it wouldn't be lost. And then those eventually turned into the AGI Gunsmithing Institute. So it's cool how an, a thing that was definitely started with, you know, capitalism, a way to, uh, to offer uh, service of gunsmithing in a different way using the technology at the time, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, but it turned out to be a way to archive our history as well. Uh, gunsmithing, of course, big chunk of our history. Think about how this country was formed in the first place. A bunch of people just yell about our rights or other shit. In real life, a bunch of people came to this country because they didn't like where they were. And they hung out here in this continent, hanging out with people that were already here. You know, some having the problems with, for the most part, just trading and doing their thing. And then uh, kind of looking at each other's firearms and saying, oh, you got a long one. Oh, you got a wide one. Oh, you got one that's, you know, this much diameter you got this one with that much muzzle energy and they started to combine things and they started to create new firearms here in the united well in the coast colonies back at the time i guess what would be the united states and when we eventually did get pissed at uh, england for to take our guns and our ammo because they were better than theirs they uh got a big fight about it and guess what our guns are better our guns can shoot farther our guns are more accurate and the technology and innovation of guns is what created the country. It allowed the country to exist in the first place. And it was gunsmiths who created those guns and made them work. So gunsmiths have been integral to the country. And the first actual gunsmith classes that still exist today started in California. And got another fly right there. All right, so a couple of gunsmithing schools, then you get some organizations, starting with Gun Owners of California. So we're about to talk about, in a little bit here, the Ring of Fire guns, which are pretty awesome. Well, Dr. Winamute Big Dick was a uh, jerk and hates guns and people and stuff and decided, oh, you know what, let's sue gun owners out of existence or gun companies out of existence. And that almost worked, did work a couple of times. And Gun Owners of California was somebody, another Richardson, this guy, D.L. Richardson or H.L. Richardson, some politician guy, state of California, was like, you know what, let's create the Gun Owners of California. And then that worked and it resisted, from what I understand, it resisted the handgun attack, the hack attack on handguns. 
And then they were like, you know what? Let's use that at a national level. And Gun Owners of California in 1975 became Gun Owners of America, right? So the attack by some dingus in California against handguns and the successful retaliation or the successful resistance against that infringement created an organization that still exists and spawned the Gun Owners of America, which took that concept and went national. Gun on, or Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership, D-R-G-O, Dr. Go, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership, started in 1994, and I guess they're in South Pasadena. That's uh, Timothy Wheeler and a group of other doctors, Sam, you know, a bunch of other doctors who aren't pictured here, but uh, a couple of different things instigated the doctors getting fed up with the uh, medical attacks on gun owners and... Uh, started an organization, come on, started an organization of doctors to defend against that. Uh, then we get Cal Guns Foundation started in 2007. I don't know the deal there. If somebody knows the deal there, let me know. As far as I know, there was the California forum called Cal Guns. And then at some point, it just got large enough that it created a foundation or decided to become legitimized. I know that for a long time, Cal Guns was ornery. It was considered one of the ornery forums, as far as forums go. Uh, next, we have Gunsmithing Club of America, started in 2010. Don't know much about it. I think it has something to do with AGI, because it's in Napa. Actually, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it is designed to be an organization for gunsmiths, so no matter what alumni they or what school they might be from a way for gunsmiths to uh collaborate and work together next we have the fpc started by a second amendment foundation but i don't think they'll talk about it started in 2012 quickly became their own thing and now they're a bunch of lawyers that hang out together and do stuff with about a million bucks a year I guess we should mention that Gun Owners of California turned into Gun Owners of America, and they're sitting at like 12 to $14 million a year, something like that. So FPC is about one-fourteenth their size. Both of these you've heard of. There's another organization in California, in Colorado. That's another state that begins with a C, and that organization brings in more than Gun Owners of America, sometimes as much as $16 million. And when you bring it up, they fire you. And that organization, most people don't even know the name of. And so just keep in mind, there's organizations out there bringing in more money than the gun owners of America that you've never even heard of. And they're sad. They, they dig that. But get mad at the NRA. Rage at the NRA. It certainly ain't them. Then we have San Diego County Gun Owners. Uh, yet another organization made up of a portion of the 7 million gun owners of California fed up with the circumstances there and doing something about it to the extent of holding a gun prom, holding courses on how to get your CCW, hosting a radio show every Sunday, streaming that on the socials and using the social presence to uh, get that word out, and then hosting people, you know who should be on this show? These people. Pasadena, where the grass is greener. A little lady from there, I think. Uh, let's see. Cal Guns Foundation did a bunch of stuff for rights here as far as showing up petition drives and so right on. 
Uh, let's see. So then, where was I at? That was the organizations. Now, I'm guessing there's more than that in California because there's at least liberal gun owners. I don't know where they call themselves from, probably California. And there's more. But, you know, I only have this much room. I already wrote everything super small. And you know what? If you don't like this book, you can definitely write your own book. Uh, let's see. Then we've got, you know, then we go down the middle here and talk about some of the inventors. And then we'll come over to the other kind of a column there and talk about uh, industry. So we're going to talk about Weatherly, Weatherby, one way or the other, founded in 1945 in Huntington Park, and then in 2018, probably sick of the heinous infringements, moved to Wyoming. Took them a little while, though. One of the first gun companies in California, Weatherby. Um, no, I was thinking this is Weatherby, so I don't know why I started off with Weatherby. So we're just going to move quickly over to Savage. So you can see the deck of card little image behind there. Savage must have been the seven of hearts. So Savage ended his life. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. He did do that. He, uh, his life, he decided to move to California for the end of his, well, I don't want to say it that way either. He ended up moving to California and remained in California for the remainder of his life. But he started Savage in like New York or somewhere. So Savage is crazy. He's actually Savage. He's a Savage character. And uh, like I say, he his story ends in California, but it's worth taking a second. So I learned about some of the firearms inventors when I was doing the project, that firearms inventors deck project, and ultimately interesting mainly because of this guy. So I didn't know nothing about Savage. I've never owned a Savage, never had really any interest in owning a Savage, so I didn't know nothing about Savages. Then I found out about this guy. I'm pretty sure he just started out like a regular person. He might have had a head start, but he eventually uh, did some things and then moved to Australia as a young person. And by the time 10 years later, when he moved from Australia, he owned the largest cattle ranch in Australia or something like that. So he had made something of himself in Australia and then decided to head out and do something else with his life. He then, if I remember the story correctly, and it's been a while, so I'm probably messing this up to some extent, but something like he moved to the Bahamas and was farming like, I don't think it was bananas, but it was pineapples or something like that, sugar or something, and then got sick of being a plantation owner in the Bahamas or a farm owner, if you want to call it, in the Bahamas, and then moved to England, I think, for a little bit, tried to sell them a gun, and they were like, nah. So then he moved to, to New York, started working for a raid railroad and got the railroad to be successful or more successful than it had been. And all during that time, he was still inventing this rifle. He took it to the United States and they were like, nah. And the whole deal with his rifle is it had a magazine, a helical magazine or a, uh, I think that's, what am I trying to say? A, uh, a magazine like a Ruger 1022, a rotary magazine. It had a, a magazine that rotated around. So you'd push the, the rounds in the top and they would rotate around like in a Ruger 1022 magazine. He invented that style magazine in his Savage 99 in like 1899, I guess, and uh, tried to shop that around and nobody wanted it. So he's like, all right, what am I going to do? I'll just keep doing my railroad thing and worry about other things in the world. So then somebody invents smokeless powder and people start getting primers and getting higher uh, higher power cartridges 
and all of a sudden it's not such a great idea to jam these things into a tubular magazine underneath the lever action anymore. You notice this thing's still a lever action. It was olden days, but it had a new time of magazine. That magazine kept all the mass, all the weight of the ammo right here. So it was balanced. Instead of going down the tube like a tubular magazine where the weight was slowly distributed out the front of the gun and your weight would change, his idea was to put all the weight in one spot. Well, as these larger caliber or larger pressure centerfire smokeless powder cartridges started to become popular, all those old rifles, not so popular. So the Savage 99 was the first firearm to actually accept and deal with those larger, more powerful cartridges. And that's where Savage created a name for himself. The dude himself, from what I understand, was like, see ya, left that company to be itself. And it just kept the name of Savage, but it just decided to be a gun company. This dude left New York and went to California, left the, the gun company behind. I think he it said somewhere that he had started the first factory for for automobiles in one of those savage companies savage factories i should say because he was such a fan of cars he had already lost his interest in guns and started getting into cars he moves to california starts racing cars and he's super old by now and starts racing cars figures out that he's racing cars faster than their tires can handle it so he has to invent radial tires in order to drive faster in his cars so this dude was savage kept doing a bunch of crazy stuff and then i won't talk about the end of his life which was sad but uh yeah crazy crazy dude so i'm probably butchering that but there's a little break in the middle of a california discussion to talk about arthur william savage then we get uh, hl richardson the uh politician who created the gun owners of california which then became gun owners of america but sam paredes Pared, Pared, I can't say his name right now. Um, but he's now, I believe, the boss of Gun Owners of California. You've got uh, Lara Smith, the lawyer who represents gun owner, the liberal gun owners. Uh, they have a event coming up here in Vegas soon. We've got Nikki, who is the represent, representative for Pink Pistols in San Francisco. Super interesting person, had a conversation with Nikki. Well, actually, a bunch of conversations with Nikki, but had interesting conversations with Nikki and Smeggy one time at, in Chicago talking about uh, Nikki's um, idea of using a decimal rating to remove suppressors from the NFA. And I had never heard of anything like that before. So interesting to just listen to people who are coming to 2A from different places because we have different ways of slicing up that or whatever, like different ways of eating the elephant. Then you get Brandon, uh, who started FPC, and Craig, who has uh, been active in Second Amendment activism for a while now and has um, worked with FPC. He's worked with Gun Owners of California, I think. He works with uh, something like the California FFL Club or something like that group of gun owners and or gun shop owners in California. And more than I know, he's also an actor and stuff. He does coffee with Craig now, and he does a uh, chat with Mike from Arms Room Radio on the regular as well. All right, so now that's just a smidgen. There's probably other people um, in California that have something to do with guns. Maybe Stoner. I didn't put him in here. Um, or does he, is he Indiana? 
I don't know if he considers himself California. So we have a couple of museums to talk about. So California is a big state. They probably have more than this, but I've been to two of them. Both in LA. First one is called the Autry Museum. It's really called the Autry Center of the American West. The Gene Autry is a cowboy, like a movie and television cowboy. And evidently he, uh, was also a big advocate of the West and art and culture and um, saving that, archiving it for the future. Not sure if these people were emulating others had done stuff similar or if they just understood what was coming or what potentially was coming and, and knew that it was important to create places to keep the past. So it's a really impressive center. It is literally a center. It's multiple buildings. We're looking at the little cartoon I made this would be like the center. There's like a gate, I guess, and a little gift shop and stuff. You come in here and there's a big courtyard and each of these corners are like buildings. There's an auditorium there. I forget what this is like. And then there's like a restaurant stuff in there. I think that's in this little red barrier. And then over here is most of the museum. Then there's a downstairs. So when you get in there, I would recommend spending at least a day at these two museums because the stuff that's with the Autry Center of the American West is interesting and perhaps more interesting than the guns. They've got more than 100 guns, which sounds like a lot, but it's not that many for a gun museum. It's a portion, a tiny little portion of their museum, but it's an impressive collection. So somebody was rich. I don't know the story off the top of my head. Some rich person in California had these guns and the Autry Museum was tasked with holding on to them. And they've, to their credit, done it. You know, they're in L.A. So if you've ever seen the movie Terminator, it's the easiest way to know where this museum is. Movie Terminator, Terminator robot comes back naked, steals everybody's clothes at that place. That's right up the hill from this place. Literally right up the hill. Come down the hill, Terminator would have to probably go past this place on the way out of stealing those guys' clothes. So this is right in the center of LA, I think. At least I'm calling it right in the center of LA. And, you know, it's a gun collection. Do little kids in LA have to go there? I don't know. In my When I grew up, little kids had to go to museums. So does that mean people in LA are finding out about guns? I don't know. All right, the other museum is the Los Angeles Police Museum. It's in an old police station. Come on, this thing keeps falling over. I'm trying to balance this thing so it doesn't wiggle all around and it keeps falling over. So it's in a police, it's in an old police station from like the 30s, I think. And I keep saying it's one of my favorite museums. Uh, I don't like going there because it's right in the middle of LA and it costs too much to get and pay for gas and stuff. But it's just a really fun museum. You go right in, there's like a place where you pay and there's a gift shop there but you start walking around and each of the rooms of the old well this front corner is like offices and stuff the rest of it is just each room of the police station uh is different exhibits and kind of is it chronological it's not really it's sort of event based like there's been different things that happened and they've taken kind of describe those different events and stuff throughout the the rooms and then the hallways it's neat now, it's not a very accessible museum. In fact, it's kind of the opposite of an accessible museum. So you'd have to make a deliberate effort to get in there. There's, well, I guess there's technically an elevator and there might be ramps, but you'd, you're going to want to go with like a powerful chair or like someone helping you if you're having any kind of trouble walking. Floors are uneven and stuff, but it's a real old fashioned police station. And again, to have something that has actual difficulty in California, I want to give credit where credit's due. That's cool. Like they're not 
sanding it all down and putting ramps in it and ruining it. They're leaving it authentic. I think that's kind of cool. You go into the back of it. So this is like a little gate and then they go to the back courtyard or whatever. This is the parking lot over here. But in the back, there's a whole bunch of police cars. So if you're into police vehicles, I'm not going to say it's the best selection of police vehicles I've ever seen, but it's the best collection of police vehicles I've seen in Los Angeles. So you can go out there and touch them and look in the windows and stuff. It's pretty neat. There's the helicopter there, and I'm pretty sure that helicopter is the one that followed around OJ. So that's kind of neat, too. And they have the helicopter set up where, like, little kids can just go up these stairs and sit in the helicopter and act like they're flying it. It's pretty cool. All right, so uh, next we're going to look at some of the industry in California. I mentioned Weatherby earlier because I thought this was Weatherby. But then we got Sierra launched in 1947. In 1950, however, it moved to Missouri. Uh, then we have Armalite, invented the assault rifle. The arm, the assault rifle is named after Armalite rifles. Uh, let's see. They started in 1954, and they were in California, or I guess they existed until 1983, and they were in Hollywood. Do you know that? So we got FMG Publications. I don't know what that stands for. Full Metal Gear. I don't know what that stands for. Publications, it was introduced in 1955. Do you know that that, that publisher has been around since 1955? Surefire began in Fountain Valley in 1969. Surefire, going back to the Terminator robot, makes the laser for the Terminator robot movie. Uh, North American Arms, they weren't invented there. Rocky Mountain Arms was invented in... I guess it was invented in Utah, but then eventually it was sold and it became Rocky Mountain Arms Corporation from 1975 to 1976. However, the company that bought it tasked one of their employees, wait, is that how it worked? Tasked one of their employees to sell the company and then he just bought it and then called it North American Arms Inc. And that's what we have today. So for a little minute, just a little minute there, North American Arms was North American Arms Corp. And yes, I have one of those guns from California in Newbury Park. Very rare, very rare guns to get because they didn't make them for very long. Then we got AMT, Arcadia Machine and Tool, 1977 through 1998. And if you've ever seen anything good, you know that the AMT long slide is awesome and that there's some other AMTs, some stainless steel guns that some people love them, some people hate them. The company itself went under uh, because they insisted on making guns out of quality materials that were too expensive for com competition in the marketplace. However, the patents and things moved to South Dakota and then eventually to Texas. And now I believe they might still be in Texas. It's hard to know. I printed this 20, what, two years ago. I printed this 20, I printed this two years ago in 2020. And the last information I was able to find online was from 2018. But the AMT is one of those guns that, uh, People love to think about liking, but not too many people own them. So I think they have a lot more fondness. People have a lot more fondness for them when they haven't touched them than when they have touched them. But let me know if you've played with an AMT and you like it or not. Calico, similar. Of course, Spaceballs, but other movies. And then uh, just an awesome helical, like a true helical magazine. So the 22-round spiral and... Like a spring, they spiral and twist, or spiral and stack. I don't know what to call it. So it's a hundred round magazine 
uh, that's a tube, kind of a tube and about that long, and it sits up on top of the back of the gun, and it's super cool. Um, made them in 22 and stupid 9mm because they lost a bet or something, and unfortunately, if they would have made them of a decent caliber, they'd probably still be kicking, but um, I think they still exist, but, you know, again, they made the decision to shoot 9mm, and the fad caliber, nobody wanted it, so almost went out of business. Um, but they moved in 1998 to Nevada. They started in 1982. They moved in 1988 to Nevada, and then eventually in 2006 to Oregon. Now we got CZ. Everybody has to wait while the CZ fans cry and yell and faint. All right, so CZ USA was in California from 1997 to 1998, and then they moved to Missouri. So... Yeah, somebody might have a CZ that was imported into California. Think about it. How amazing would that be? All right, next we have North Cape Publications since 1998 in Tustin. So I don't know what that is. I'm trying to think what North Cape is. I think I know what that is. It's a publisher. And I tried to be inclusive, right? I wanted to show the industry and the community and not just certain things. So... Uh, got that publisher in there. Uh, I'm going to jump down a little ways and let's talk about. Um, no, I guess it's going to be. Let's talk about um, Ingram. So Gordon Ingram was, I guess, in California, responsible for the Mac and for this other gun. And uh, I mean, he moved to Georgia eventually. I'm pretty sure Powder Springs, Georgia or whatever it's called. But uh I guess he was born in California. He got the King of Spades because the Mac-10 is awesome gun. So now let's talk about the Ring of Fire. I've done quite a few videos on this, so we won't go too far into it. But 1968, a bunch of idiots decide, let's be mean to gun owners and marginalize guns and gun ownership. Let's blame guns for the ills of society and probably bad politics. So they make the importation of small size firearms illegal with the 1968 Gun Control Act and an unreasonable checklist uh, that requires imported guns to have high caliber and made out of fancy materials that basically prohibit them being inexpensive. Well, guess what? When you stop the prohibition or when you prohibit the importation of small inexpensive firearms, does that stop the demand for small, inexpensive firearms? No. And to create or to fill the demand, Raven was created. Raven's the grandpa. He has a son who becomes Jennings. He has a daughter. The factory uh, manager marries the daughter. They become Davis. The factory manager's name was Davis. So the son is named Bruce Jennings. He's a horrible person. The dad is named George Jennings. He's okay. He's the grandpa. And then I forget her name, Jennings, hi, J, um, marries Jim Davis, and they start Davis. Davis gets sued and becomes Cobra at some point. Jennings is a horrible person, does bad things, and eventually has to lose his FFL, and it becomes Brico. Brico is his son's name and his, and his ex-wife, takes the company and calls it Brico for their son, Brian, and then eventually gets, they get sued out of existence by people that the gun owners of California are trying to stop. 
they get sued out of existence and become uh, Jimenez. Lorson is an asshole that knows the bad guy, he's a friend of his from high school, sees that the daughter, the dad, and the son are each making firearms. So Lorson comes along and makes uh, firearms as well. He's a dick about it and he's a jerk. Uh, and then Sundance is the one of the nephews of the grandpa, and he makes Sundances up by, um, um, well, you got to go north, uh, but north of the Hollywood sign. And then eventually Raven, the company, the factory burns down and gets rebuilt by the grandchildren, and that becomes Phoenix Arms. And it's an interesting story of people who attempt to fill the demand created by the void in the market based on infringing federal laws. The people who were satisfying the demand were not perfect and were related to each other. So that created a controversy to the antis and something for them to latch onto and attack. So they considered the factories which were around the perimeter of Los Angeles, kind of, if you were an idiot and you looked at a map and don't know how to read a map, but the perimeter of the Pacific Ocean Yes, is called the Ring of Fire because there's volcanoes around it, whatever that means. And that idiot doctor decided to call those factories the Ring of Fire factories. And like I say, eventually was put was that that flame was put out by Gun Arms of California, but the name stuck, and that's where we get the Ring of Fire guns. And the reason it stuck is because the idiot doctor comes up with the name. One reporter makes a story about it. PBS does a story and uses that reporter's thing as 100% is just referencing that one story. And then every other thing that's ever been written about the Ring of Fire guns references the PBS thing, which referenced the one other article. So two, one person ever did research on this at the time when it was all kind of happening and she met all these players. PBS copied her and everybody else has copied PBS. It's thoroughly disgusting and frustrating to, to learn about it, but that's why it's called Ring of Fire, not because anybody else in this entire book wanted to call him Ring of Fire, but one a-hole politician who was stopped by the gunners of California decided to call him that. One idiot writer took that and ran with it, and PBS copied it, and everybody else was too lazy to dig in past the PBS article. Pretty interesting. Thanks to California for hosting all of that weirdness because it's been interesting for me to dig into that. And it also helped me to stop paying attention to the toys and tools and think more about the culture and the, the big picture and the, the real, um, the real depth to the gun community and its impact on society and the culture. And since our, our country has such impact on the rest of the world, you know, how our influences here have influenced the rest of the world. Anyway, getting back to California, they also have the Mule Deer Foundation, which started in 1988, but eventually moved to Reno, Nevada, and then to Utah. And another museum, the Pony Express Museum, has dozens of guns, and that's supposed to be in Arcadia. And I think I found that one time while I was doing some research online. I have not been to that one yet, but there evidently are some guns there or were some guns. That might, now that I'm thinking about it, that museum might not actually exist anymore. Well, that's a little sample of what we do with this project. 
back in 2020. And what we do with this Tuesday show is go back and look at this stuff. So California is a big state, 7 million gun owners-ish. There might be a lot more than that now. Uh, 40 million in the state. I would think, well, some people have pondered when California, the state right here, by the way, decides to get rid of their um, infringing laws that are mean to gun owners and they allow gun owners, well, they stop their prohibition on gun owners purchasing what they feel like and allow uh, capitalism again. What's that going to do to the supply of guns in all of these states? It's sort of like all the guns are going to go to California. So that'll be interesting. I don't know if that'll ever happen or if it'll happen that way, but uh, that's something I've heard uh, been mentioned a couple of times. All right, well, there we go. So we're going to take a look over at the channel. We've got a couple of things. The poll is still happening. we got votes over there. Sometimes over on the uh, Daily Gun Show channel, what I'll do is have another poll going where we ask folks who are interested to vote on a Second Amendment activist of the week. It looks like I quit running that. So uh, we're going to go to... Um, I'm looking for somebody who's in California. Well, none of it, nobody in any of my lists was in California. What's up with that? Is Kellyanne? No, she's not in California either. We're going to go with, um, I'm just scrolling back through different. Steven? No, I don't think so. All right, we'll go back into this and we'll just pick somebody out of this. I'm allowed to do that. Um, why don't we go with uh, Laura Smith then? So she's a lawyer and she's a member, a uh, representative for the Liberal Gun Club. And she's been, um, I guess through phases, maybe her business career or something dictates how much effort she can put into it. Or maybe it's a factor of how many people ask her to come on shows. I've seen her in kind of fits and starts. She'll she'll be around and she'll be on the different shows and she'll be a guest and, and talk about the Liberal Gun Club. And I guess occasionally people will have her on to ask her her input as a uh, you know someone in that realm or as a lawyer. But uh, I don't see her on the uh, out there uh, pushing the LGO. Uh, on the regular, it just seems like, uh, like I say, kind of fits and starts. When they, when she's around, she's around. But um, she seems like she's uh, pretty passionate about Second Amendment stuff. I was going to head over to our Minuteman University project where this thing. Oh snap! I got another mosquito in range. Um, I'm going to go back over to Minuteman University though and check out the. Laura's profile there. That'll link me to everybody else or all the other pages that she has. Okay, here we go. So she's an author at the Liberal Gun Club. She's a lawyer in the San Francisco Bay Area. She is the vice president of the Liberal Gun Club's California chapter and member of the DC Project for California. She's also a girl in a gun area chapter uh, person for San Francisco. 
And then it says amateur competitor in shotgun and rim fire. And I'm guessing that has to do with the uh, liberal gun club because I mean the uh, girl in a gun club because that I believe is a um, uh, competition, kind of a sport type of project. All right. So, yeah, like I say, she might have uh, lawyer stuff happening, but uh, we have a couple of links for Laura over at the Minuteman University chant page with um, links to uh, conversations with Paul Lathrop on the uh, Polite Society project and with Charlie Cook, uh, riding shotgun with Charlie. And those are usually what I recommend as the best um, introductions to a person and a way to listen to what they're interested in because Charlie doesn't tend to lead the conversation other than to uh, ask them a couple of leading questions, open-ended questions, and then the people get to uh, kind of offer their uh, uh, some insight into their perspective on stuff and their their interests let's see it says um oh i guess i just had a couple other notes here but they don't make any sense so i'm not gonna bother reading them all right so today we featured lara smith who is in california and we featured california as our state of the month I guess one of the things that I also need to do is look at the description of this video and stop this poll. So I'm going to end this poll. You had your options to vote. We're going to go take a look at the results of the today's poll as soon as it shows back up again. With 17 votes, the winners are, is constitutional carry in California a possibility? 35% say... Not likely. 29% say yes, maybe. And then 11% said 11% said are correct in saying yes, comma, soon. So let's take a quick jump into the description of this video and drop the results of the poll first off. Thanks to YouTube for letting us offer these polls completely free of charge. I'm assuming the charge for these polls is why other channels don't offer polls to their live viewers. And then we will take the question from the description of this video. We'll open it up over here and we'll create yet another poll live. It's happening right now. Another poll will be determining for everybody else involved people that are here live are making this decision for you. If you're listening to this in the future, this decision is off the table. It's been made for you by the people who are live this evening. And they're going to be deciding which state should we focus on next week. Will it be one of these four? Maine, Oregon, gone, depending how you say it, Washington, or New York, which is the way they pronounce it there. So we've got an opportunity for you, the person watching this live right now, wiggle your finger, click on your buttons, wiggle your mices, whatever it is that you do to make your computer do your bidding, you can decide which state we will focus on just one week from today. On Tuesdays on the Daily Gun Show, we look at one of these states. This week, it was California. Last week, it was a different state. Next week, it'll be another state. That's the process. That way, here's how it works out. 
We have 50 states and we have 52 weeks. So that's me, lets me work on a different state each week. And then we get a week for Puerto Rico and Hawaii, the two island states that no one counts as states. We got four votes over there and Oregon is winning. Um, we won't go long, too much longer here. We're at an hour and we of course have contractual obligations to only take one hour for each of these shows. Tremendous fines for not doing for going over, which is why a lot of shows refuse to go long to format. Gizzard pays the fines; he don't care. He's got nuclear money; he don't care. Uh, well, he's about the only one that goes long anymore. Everybody else is afraid to pay the fines for going over an hour. Ghost went over an hour today. But I became a channel member, so he used all of that lucrative channel income to pay for his fines, I'm sure. Uh, transferred almost $1 over to his account today by being a channel member. Close to $1. All right, we have now five votes over there. How many votes should we go up to? 1,000 votes. We're going to wait here live until we have 1,000 votes in the poll. And then we'll have a good sample set, a decent idea of what state we should go over next week. And to me, it seems like Oregon is going to win. I don't know why. Because they're volcanoes, because of their coast. Um, I guess with that, uh, we're not getting a lot of feedback from the audience here. People are out there. I guess I haven't been asking anything. Let's see if we'll go back real quick here. Cancer Mouse is saying that she's in love with Gizzard. Hey, mice and chickens can do whatever they want. Um, Bending is out there. Also loves Cancer Mouse. Oh, no, it says LOL Cancer Mouse. Uh, let's see. Good thing Kentucky has five firearms manufacturers. I think you have more than that, but you probably have five good ones. Um, let's see. Roy is saying people used to come here to do great things. Now they flee like it's the Soviet Union. Hey, there's pendulum swings. There's cycles. So hopefully the people that flee are the people that were the worst problems. And, uh, you know, the, the people that are left. Get an opportunity to make it the way you want it. Uh, let's see. California was a major center for all kinds of business. I think it still is, depending on the businesses. Uh, they make a movie about the life of Mikhail Kalashnikov and anyone made for other prominent gun inventors or designers. That's a good question. So Ray is asking that they made a movie, they made more than one movie about Kalashnikov. The recent one from Russia is pretty decent, though. Has anyone made any for other prominent gun designers? There's a movie called Carbine Williams, which I have not found, so I haven't seen it yet. But it has, what's his face from that one movie that everybody likes from Christmas? And I can't think of that kind of name. Jimmy Little? No. Jimmy something. Um, from the olden days, it's a black and white movie. And it's about Carbine Williams, who made the M1 Carbine while he was in jail for shooting a sheriff. Uh, that's a gun movie. There should be a stoner movie, but there ain't. There should be a Browning movie, but there ain't. Um, there should be 
a bunch of other movies. That's a great question, though. Who should there be movies made of? You shouldn't do this with this. This is a carbonated drink, and this is destroying the carbonation. Um, going back through the list here. I think there's a gun owners group for every county. I follow the Riverside County gun owners. I don't think there's one for every county, but there is in Southern California, I think. And I think they'd like to have one for every county, but I think they started in Southern or in San Diego and they're working their way up or something. Ellen Anker says, San Diego gun owners do a bunch of stuff to get kids shooting and teaching safety too. Well, let's all be assured that California has made that illegal. Whew. Um, she's my favorite. I don't know who you're talking about. Dolly Parton? Uh, Cal Guns does did a bunch of stuff for rights here as far as showing up petition. Oh, we already talked about that one. I know. Cal Guns has done good stuff. But back in the days, uh, 2004 through 2000, let's say nine-ish, whenever YouTube started to come around and videos were more of a thing. Everybody was like, oh, it's on Cal Gun. Well, I would hear people say things like, or type things like, oh, I found this on Cal Guns, or here's the link to Cal Guns. And then some of you go, I don't want to go there. And it wasn't because it was California. It was because, I don't want to just say it's because of the liberal gun owners, but I'm just saying it's because of the people that would bite your head off about anything that had nothing to do with whatever you were actually talking about. Hey, maybe they're cranky because of their horrible gun laws. So let's give them a benefit of the doubt there. Uh, little old ladies from there water the grass, bake cookies, and drive really fast. I've been to Pasadena, and I did not see any little old ladies. Uh, the poll is up, and we're on the second poll by now. Uh, let's see. No hashtags tonight. I've, uh, I have a budget for sending things out, and I've done maxed my budget out for a bit, so I have to hold back on that apologize for the lack of fun with that element of it but we do have occasionally some hashtag fun that we bring in but like i say it costs about four bucks to ship everything out uh, things out and it's a lot easier to go hey you're a winner you're a winner than it is to go four bucks four bucks four bucks four bucks so eventually we'll start sending stuff out again though thank you uh cancer mouse saying thanks for the live streams today and earlier you bet that's what we're here for. It's what the internet is all about. And I really appreciate the people that are willing to jump on and participate in this kind of boring, completely focused on 2A version of the internet that I like to, to play with. Uh, James Stewart. Thank you. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, touching safety triggers in California is illegal now. So I'm going to try to end this on a different note than your typical Cal hate. Because, you know, people in California get abused. They get uh, thrashed around as if they are responsible somehow for everything that goes on in that state. Just 40 million people in that state. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, let's see. Cal Guns really got the Cali Legal Air 15 popular. Not many gun shops knew about bullet buttons until people on Cal Gun spread the info. That would be actually super interesting. And that's where we'll try to end it. So um, 
there's definitely good stuff happening. It's not as good as, you know, stuff that's happening next door and down the street or whatever, but it's still positive stuff. And it's the lack of massive infringements is a thing. If everybody in California was truly minding their business, then California would be super weird. Like they're constantly defending against the even worse, right? Like they're in a position right now that if you ranked all the states, you know, there's somewhere in there, probably towards the bottom on most of the lists. But where would they be if those 7 million gun owners weren't doing their thing? If the 40 million other idiots, well, they're not all idiots, but 40 million were led by idiots and just rampage through everybody's rights. California's awesome state. If you haven't been there, you don't know what you're missing. It's kind of nice because of the weather and they hog the ocean. If you'll notice, let's take a look at the California again. The ocean's pretty awesome and they steal approximately three quarters of the ocean off the United States. So the Pacific Ocean is mostly hogged by Mexico down here and Alaska up here and Canada. Let's not forget Canada hogging a bunch of the ocean. But Washington barely gets to touch the ocean. They're kind of sticking a little bit of a peninsula out there. Oregon, they're weird, right? So whatever. And most of it's a cliff. So they don't even, they waste their ocean. California, on the other hand, totally hogging it. Is that where they make all their money? How do we know? They're throwing nets of, out into the ocean and bringing in money for all we know, because none of us live on the ocean. They all own it. They stole it a long time ago. So they appropriated the coast, and we know that. But... And look at a normal state. Look at a typical state is this size. California is easily three to five times larger than a regular state should be, than any state should be. And they strategically took the entire coast. Are they the most heinous a-holes in the whole country? All right. Some people are going to say that there's facts to present there. But on the other hand, it's a nice place to live. There's a reason they stole all that land and appropriated it. Even though Nevada tried to take some of it, they couldn't. So... If you go to California, it's nice. And that's why 40 million people live over there. They could hang out in Nevada, but it's horrible in Nevada. So they go over here instead. They could come over here, but we won't want them over here. So they stay over there. And it's not that bad. What we need to do is give, what would happen if Hollywood didn't have so much money? Am I allowed to say that on the internet? Hollywood is bigger than a bunch of things, right? Hollywood is getting spanked by video games. Uh, Hollywood got spanked by content creators on YouTube. YouTube is in stupid California, though. Um, is it going to be like this forever? I don't know. You know, for a long time, they had a monopoly on culture and pop culture, for sure, popular culture. They had a stranglehold on trends and things like that. And because they had that stranglehold, all the merchants, the people that had the owned the businesses over here and in here, would use these people. Some people would say abuse them and uh, take their influence abilities and manipulate it. And that couldn't be healthy for these people. And then all those other people had to witness it just because they want to live in a beautiful place next to the ocean, which was appropriated by California. And then, really, what's the worst part about California? One lady, her lame nephew, and all the people that support her and how heinous she is. And then another mean lady. And they're both from San Francisco. So what if we took a melon baller and scooped San Francisco off and flicked it over there into the ocean somewhere? Would, would California heal and then it would be better? I don't know. 
that could happen. Um, anyway, so I wanted to leave it on that notion that California is not so bad. 40 million people live there. I'm going to say 200,000 of them are complete assholes. The rest of them are probably decent, and 7 million of them are super cool, and those are the gun owners. Uh, we got all kinds of other things that are awesome in California, so let's not sacrifice California. Let's certainly not give up three-quarters of our coastline to them, right? Let's, let's fight to get it back. Think about how much we could be shooting off into the ocean. There's just dolphins swimming out there asking for it, sea turtles slowly moving around in the ocean. We could be shooting at all of them, right? California getting right in the way of stopping that from happening. But uh, anyway, I'm getting a little bit loopy, maybe a little bit loopy because it's middle of the night and I've been drinking this stuff instead of anything with caffeine in it. We only got six votes, so we were looking for 10,000 votes, but I guess we only got six. There's no way to end the show because we're at a tie right now, and I'm not going to do two weeks, two shows next week or two states next week. So we're going to, okay, we just ended the tie, so I guess it's over now. Maine came in and just took it away. Like if this was the thing to take, Oregon was over here being like, oh, should I take this? And Maine just took it away. So that's what happened. It's over. Maine is the state for next week. Guess what? Nothing happens in Maine. So it's like I got a week off. Almost nothing happens in Maine. Like I know of two things that happen in Maine off the top of my head. So we're done. Uh, next week will be like a break. This week will be like, um, I don't know, some kind of a, some kind of a college class. I think you do get college credit for listening to this show. So if you're going to college for 2A, or if you're taking um, continuing, education, continuing education classes in 2A, this show, of course, counts for 50 credits, so you're welcome. Uh, today's class, since it was an entire page and not one of those half pages, counts for the full 50 credits. Uh, GGWs has a good question, a good point here, and I think that's what we'll leave it on. Make California great again. California had a bunch of gold, they had dreams, and they had a fornication. And now, you know, things have gotten less, less, uh, less bountiful. So we'll uh, continue to keep California in our Second Amendment uh, awareness. We've got some decisions over there. If I had a way of keeping court cases in here, we could have talked about the challenge to the roster, the challenge to the magazine capacity ban, the challenge to the assault weapons bans. And hopefully with the heinous poor management of the state, we'll see some challenges by both parties to the status quo and to Pelosi's little reign of terror there. And hopefully when all that's gone, California will again be the great state that we all know and used to love and love and used to know. How about that? Uh, let's see. California would have PTS, but would heal if we get rid of. Yeah, I believe that. Um, Oregon is nothing but a cliff. Yeah, okay. Well, with all that, we're going to end it there and say uh, thanks for tuning in. On Tuesdays, we talk about 2A. Tomorrow is our first uh, tactical bingo. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. And Thursday, we talk about training again, I believe. 
Fridays, we look back at the week and focus on what other people have been uh, ch chatting about, accomplishing, and uh, getting ready for throughout the week. Thanks for joining us live. If you're listening to this as a like a video in the future or as a uh, podcast and you're only listening to this, next time you're grabbing the podcast, next time you're downloading the video or whatever you do to it, uh, leave us a comment. Let us know that you're over there. If you're on the guntube.org, if you're on UGE tube, if you're on the gun streamer or one of these other video platforms, if you're on one of the uh, podcasting platforms, give us some feedback. Give us one of them stars or thumbs or likes or whatever they call it. That helps the loggy rhythms and gives you an exercise that you could take to the other podcasts that you enjoy and the human beings on the other end appreciate it the uh, mechanisms that tell us how many views we get you know it's always good to see those things clicking so we do appreciate the people that interact not just live but in the future with these uh attempts at creating awareness um with that i'm gonna quit saying good night Tonight's episode, Triangle of Terror. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate and when you purchase these items a portion goes to help fund our future projects we really do appreciate your support you get some cool stuff when you get that stuff post pictures here and on other platforms and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com thank you for supporting our projects if you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee 